Hello and you're listening to FP Cast, the podcast for fruitless pursuits where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I'm Luke. I'm Jacinta. And this week we're talking about movies, movies, television, television, collectibles, collectibles, video games, video games, comics, comics, books, books, board games, board games, and more. He's eating all the spooders to get his powers. Yeah. I'm going to do a Spider-Man comic, and that's what's going to happen. Okay. He just has to eat enough spiders to have his powers, or he'll lose them. And then do you reckon, like, people in the friendly neighborhood would leave signs and stuff out to say, oh, we're a spider-friendly house? Yeah, or, like, we've got a a nest that we can't get rid of. Can you please come and get rid of these spiders for us? You know, like, on Halloween, where, like... Mm. People put balloons or something on their house to show that kids are welcome to trick and treat there. <laughs> yeah. Like I reckon people I mean, might it doesn't put happen very often, but yeah. Spider faces on their mm. sheds mm. to be like, you can come in and eat all our spooders if you're having a battle and you mm-hmm. low on spooders and you gotta eat some spooders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we watched Spooderman Far From Home. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna review that uh, bad boy, spoiler free. And uh, we also went to Supernova. We're gonna talk yeah. talk about that. Uh, we watch some TV, watch some trailers, saw some news, uh, we, we all sorts of stuff. So, uh, and there's the Watch Watch Challenge. So, um, look, if uh, you want to be entertained, you're in the right place. Because, uh, well, you're probably in the right place about 50% of the time. I mean, we don't make no promises. Yeah. 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 She means when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, that's all I got. <laughs> so, Supernova, uh, Australia's. Pop culture convention came yes. to Perth uh, last weekend. Mm. Seems like forever ago, actually. We were there all weekend. We weren't going to be there all weekend. We weren't there as press this time. We didn't interview anyone. We just went there to uh, hang out and, and shop and ended up staying longer than we thought we would. Yes, yes, very much so. And uh, what's the vibe on this show this year? Um, I mean, it's always tough with Supernova if there's not really guests that you're that interested in. Um that's sort of the big selling point really and and the rest of it is just a bonus i guess and this year it wasn't super exciting like i don't watch any of the wb shows so um stephen amell and robbie amell and various other amells didn't particularly appeal to me they did have elijah wood who i enjoyed uh, and his panel was great, actually. He was very, very um, entertaining. Elijah's the real deal. Like, he's you can see that real difference between those people that have been successful, have nothing to prove. Mm. Have, um, like, he's been in huge pop culture franchises, and at the same time, he's made interesting television and sort mm. of risky television. He did um, Wilfred. He did Dirk Gently. He's produced Mandy and The Greasy mm. Strangler. He's been in... You know, he went from playing Frodo to playing Kevin the Serial Killer in Sin City. He's in the film Maniac. Like, he's done a ton of interesting hmm. stuff. And as such, he's when he's up on stage, he's just so loose and confident and hmm. entertaining, whereas um, I find the TV guys feel really desperate to justify their existence. And Yeah, Stephen Amell was fucking boring. Yeah, so to take themselves really seriously and... Uh, 
kind of realise that once Arrow's gone, I mean, what happens next? Mm. It's difficult to uh, mm. transition for a lot of those people. So uh, we sort of watched most of the Arrow one, just because basically we wanted somewhere comfortable to sit. <laughs> yeah, we've been standing up all day. And, uh, you know, the audience was into it, but so much of it went over my head. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't watch Arrow, but it does feel like whenever I do go and sit in on one of those, you know, American actor panels just they all say kind of the same thing like they've all got the same line they have to tow and they like the it's positive like a seminar positive yeah you know like there's nothing real or truthful or insightful yeah they take what they're doing really super seriously and take themselves really seriously yeah yeah which is boring like you want to see these people you want to see them be real people not like shills for their network really and um initially tom welling and um the guy michael michael rosenbaum the guy who played lex luther in smallville they were originally going to be coming as well but they pulled out and i was actually really disappointed that michael rosenbaum wasn't coming because the last time he came to supernova oz comic con he was his panel was amazing like he was loose and great and confident and he was walking through the crowd with the microphone and like talking to people directly and it was just like whoa this is not what i was expecting for someone from a major network tv show so i really did miss that that he wasn't there but um and i could have picked steven mel out of a crowd he's wearing a beanie he looked really indistinct yeah. i thought we were i like, all these young people were getting into it, and I'm old and crotchety. I thought they were roadblocks or something for a while there. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. So, uh, yeah. But Elijah was good. The guests, overall, were not that exciting. And I think, mm. as well, the retail section had really pared down. We didn't have um, a lot of regulars, like, uh, you know, uh, fan base collectibles and weather mm. and level-up dice. And it was so, it was really just pop culture. Mm. So uh, a lot had gone, which makes me feel like it would possibly be a death knell for Perth, considering that Comic-Con stopped coming here. But then at the same time, it was quite well attended, particularly on the Saturday. Oh, it was huge. Like, we had to leave on the Saturday because it was just too packed and unpleasant, really. Um, and apparently I was talking to one of the storeholders on Sunday and she was saying that it was getting to the point where it was like going to be one in one out because they were at capacity in the hall. Mm. Um, so I don't think they're, they're going to be having an issue with numbers, but I, and apparently they've put up the stall prices again this year for like artist alley and retail and stuff like that. So I just, I mean, I know it's all about money and it's expensive to bring stuff to Perth, but I just don't think they're really creating a interesting community for themselves an artist alley is a bit of a joke as well because it's so expensive Mm. and how cutthroat they have to be there's this um a lot of what i would say was quite amateur art in like the best person at your high school kind of art Mm. like people that are good but they're not Mm. artists Mm artists and they're doing um just fan art of yeah, whatever's popular and throw it was not even just that but and, and throwing in whatever slot you know i love you 3000 or whatever's popular at the moment putting it on a mug or a print or something mm. and um just chilling whereas uh on this weekend yesterday i went to the perth comic arts festival and saw some really lovely artists with some bespoke original stuff that they'd done, zines and um, mm. 
lots of uh, really interesting ways of producing things and uh, yeah there's just no comparison mm. so um, it's a real shame because Supernova used to have a lot more original content in Artist Alley it was people who were doing making comics and mm. had that sort of indie zine fair thing and now it's just prints of uh, whatever's popular at the moment it used to be Sherlock not anymore apparently mm. thank god yeah mm. small mercies yeah don't see a lot of uh, Cumberbatch around anymore yeah yeah. Mm. Uh, well, I guess that, um, you know, Doctor Strange isn't appealing to 14-year-olds, I suppose. He doesn't have the, the English voice. They just want someone to sound smart. Mm. Which is why um, people listen to us. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Supernova. Yeah, it was. I would say it was overall a little bit disappointing. Like, there was none of that kind of... Like, again, even if the guests aren't that interesting, there's always that little special thing that we managed to find uh in supernova and last year it was like a little shooting gallery thing for me and there was nothing like that again like there was not really any fun experiences or no, stuff to buy hard to pick a, a, a favorite thing yeah, yeah i yeah. agree all right well that's that then uh what about uh should we talk trailers okay I, so I finally watched the Jumanji to Jumanji the next level. Mm-hmm. Here's another Jumanji with yeah. The Rock and Kevin Hart and everyone trailer. Yeah. Not expecting a great deal. Yeah. But um, it's it's a smart way to do it. Yeah. It's a good hook. It is, yeah. And, I mean, I, it gives those actors a chance to have a bit of fun. You know, they're not playing the same characters over over again they're getting to do something different i do wonder if um uh jack black talking like a black teenager for the entire movie is gonna uh, get a bit tiresome but we will see i suppose i'm making a lot of assumptions that everybody has rushed out and watched the trailer for jumanji 2 the, the premise here is that danny glover and danny devito grandparents of some of the original teenagers play the game and they become the rock and kevin hart so we get rock and kevin hart Mm. acting like dottery old grandparents within the jumanji world yeah which uh actually quite works for me Mm. Uh, i'm actually making me think yeah that'll be an entertaining Mm. little uh diversion towards the end of the year yeah I imagine that'll probably be one of the movies to get shown on Christmas Day. So that would be a fun Christmas Day movie. It's a shame that uh, Karen Gillan doesn't get a, an interesting thing to play, but uh, we'll see. Mm. Oh, and the other thing is, they put monkeys in it. That was my biggest complaint about last time. No fucking monkeys. Yeah. This time, there's monkeys galore. Yeah. whole bunch of monkeys attacking on a bridge. Mm. They just had to make sure they could do the monkeys well. There was ostriches as well. Yeah. Like, that was my whole thing last time. It was like, I don't want to see dudes on bikes. I want to see animals going wild. This is Jumanji. Mm. The other one had, like, the original had monkeys in a cupboard, monkeys driving a police car. I was mm. like, you, you better bring out them monkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did. So, uh, well done. And the other trailer we just watched was Knives Out, which is an mm. Agatha Christie-style whodunit directed by Ryan Johnson and written by him as well, and uh, with a bit of an all-star cast as well. Yeah, so the sort of mystery whodunit movies aren't really something that usually interests me too much, but the the cast they've got assembled there are full of enough people that I trust their decisions that they would choose interesting things. So I'm more interested on the back of the cast than the actual plot that we've been served up in the trailer. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's 
good at making you surprised and taking you into areas you're not expecting, though. So I don't think it'll be very run-of-the-mill. So I'm excited about that aspect. And we've got Chris Evans. We've got... uh, Michael Shannon. We've got Daniel Craig. We've got Anna de Armas. We've got uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Good Michael Shannon. Yeah, I said Michael Shannon. I'm saying him again because uh, the guy was Zod. He what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That deserves some respect. Mm. Bow before <laughs> Neil before. I do both. Ne- Neil? No, it's Neil before Zod, isn't it? Neil. I don't know. In the uh, phone book, it would be. Yep. Be Neil before yep. Zod. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It would. Sam Neil. Mm. <laughs> he was in Jurassic Park. What a font of pop no- culture knowledge I am. Yeah. On a, amazing. On a, on a amazing. 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 Ooh, all right. Oh, I just had the weirdest dream that I was doing a podcast and it wasn't going very well. But I'm awake now and, oh, let me tell you about television. I watched Stranger Things 3. Yes. Have you got any intention to watch it? No, I haven't even watched the last one. Oh, okay. I think it's better than season two. Okay. But it doesn't feel... And it's pretty epic, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, there are bits that feel like a movie, but at the same time... I feel like it's just all still that little too familiar. Like, they're, mm. they're not really expanding the lore in a particularly surprising way. Mm. And um, you've got kids that are sort of rapidly aging and mm. having different things that they're concerned about, I suppose. Uh, you don't have that initial novelty. There's not a lot of peril. Like, you, you know, you see in the trailers and things, Steve in his little sailor suit. Mm. And when he goes on a mission in his little sailor suit, you don't think something horrible is going to happen to Steve in his little sailor suit. Or when you see what they do with Lucas's sister, for example, you just don't think horrible death is around the corner. So I felt like these kids were very, very safe Mm. all the way through it because they're almost, like, too valuable now for any real surprises. Hopper had gone, like, into comedy Hopper. He was almost like how he played Hellboy. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and making lots of wisecracks and things. Okay. Um, yeah, this is odd. But yeah. uh, at the same time, it was very entertaining. I was certainly compelled to, to get through it all in a you know, yeah. relatively short amount of time. Is the ice cream shop that Steve works at, they call it like Scoops Ahoy or something I like so, that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think they must be doing pop-up ice cream shop things around because I opened up my Uber Eats app yesterday and there was a Scoops Ahoy in my suburb, willing to deliver to me, and they were all Stranger Things ice creams. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. That's really, 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 really weird. Mmm, even called strange. Yeah. Mmm. Well, what's the Stranger Things ice cream? Oh, there was like some Demogorgon-themed thing, and it was like a macaron with ice cream in it or some shit, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was looking, I kept scrolling down and going, oh, surely it must be just some ice cream place that has a couple of Stranger Thing um, ice creams, but there's like normal ones as well. And no, they were all Stranger Thing. Yeah. Themed. I had actually an ice cream the other day and it was, um, must have been Stranger Things thing because it was upside down. Yeah. And um, made your hand very messy. Well, you did. I ate yeah. the cone first yeah. and then there was just liquid. Yeah. All actually, over you, know my what, you know what the best part of Supernova was? We had a fucking ice cream. From an ice cream from van. From an ice cream that van. Was parked inside the convention centre. That was pretty fun. A uh, choc dip flake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, memories. <laughs> Green sleeves. And uh, this is a, a whim. You start, why did you watch Evangelion? 
I don't know. It was there. Um, it's it's come up on Netflix like within the last two weeks or something like that. And a lot of people on like Twitter and stuff that I follow have just been either reminiscing because they enjoyed it a lot back in the day or discovering it for the first time. And I thought, oh, well, you know. It was, I think, the Saturday of Supernova. And I thought, oh, I'll just chuck this, this thing on. I've been surrounded by wee bullshit all day. What's a little bit more? So judgmental. And uh, the first episode was pretty good. Like, I really quite enjoyed it like it sort of finished and I was like oh fuck oh my god um it kind of throws you in we can talk spoilers for Evangelion uh, yeah I mean I've only to this point I've still only watched like the first three I haven't gone very far into it so I'm not going to get super spoilery um but it just it kind of dumps you in there and you're trying to work out what the fuck is going on and that first one moves along at such a quick clip that uh you're really straight in the action it's basically about a reluctant soft boy who has a tantrum in front of all his dad's co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're trying to... I don't want to go in the mech. Go in the mech. But I don't want to go in the mech. Go in the mech. Hug me, daddy. No. <laughs> Which is also most of the uh, thing as well. Um, the second episode was... Uh, it takes a bit of a sharp turn. It's yes, it does. That is the nicest way to to explain it. It only gets like a bit weird and horny. Yeah, it becomes fan servicey uh, woman roommate. Yeah, who owns a penguin. Mm. Yeah, the penguin was a shock. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot of um, excuses for the women to be naked or semi naked, yeah. and the men to be embarrassed or horned up yeah. by them. Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I've been painting Blood Bowl while watching it. Yeah. So I've had the English uh, dub on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it is, a, from what I can see on IMDb, a, a new 2019 dub. Yeah, yeah. Which I've a lot of people are complaining about. but Yeah, well, I'm about to complain about it for different reasons, perhaps. Uh, but uh, I still have the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting, the American dub, compared to... Because the subtitles aren't for the American dub. The subtitles are for the original language. Mm -hmm. So you can see all the choices that the Americans have made when redubbing it. And they've Mm -hmm. basically made it louder, more obnoxious, and everybody just really dumb and irritating mm-hmm. so like the subtitles will say tonight let's um we're gonna have a celebration we'll never forget and on screen the character goes let's party oh. and um stuff like someone's on the phone and they go no no one's there and the character on screen goes are you serious um oh. and uh they keep saying um keister uh-huh. yeah i'm gonna fall on my keister i'm gonna Kick your keister, stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas the subtitles are nothing remotely there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like, you know, back in the day watching like Samurai Pits Cats and shit like that. That was a, a masterclass in making characters loud and obnoxious. Yeah. So I don't know if it's but really that- like, I mean, I don't know what the dub, the original dub was like, obviously, because I haven't seen it. Because it was an original English dub. Of what? So you're talking about Samurai Pits Cats? No, so? Evangelion. Oh, right. So I don't know if it's just like, that anime, American anime translation thing, that that's just how they're, you know, that's just what they've done for 20 years, so they're just going along with it? Yeah, well, I've seen that happen before, where I've, I've done a similar thing. I've listened to the dub, and I've mm. and the um, 
yeah, it definitely gets like super Americanized, but everybody mm. becomes really dumb and obnoxious. Mm. And the characters, like you look at the subtitles and they're actually expressing themselves in more sophisticated ways. Mm. But it's like, oh no, this will appeal more if mm. they're just a, a little bit more brash about it. I don't know. Yeah, most of the. Pretty tacky. Um, people that I've seen commenting on the new dub versus the old dub um mostly indicate that you're not going to have that much of a different experience over watching the new one over the old one so there are definitely some people that are like no you must watch the original dub because it's so much better but the bulk of people are just saying look fuck you're not gonna you're not gonna like it less because of this dub it doesn't change a lot yeah so that makes me think that it probably was kind of brash and shitty back in the day yeah 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 and uh yeah don't tell me what which version to watch i don't care yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah. To um, all the fans that are like, you should do just no, I'm like painting. I'm just gonna put that on. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's culturally interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can see a lot. And I, of, look, um, and I don't love. I've watched sixteen episodes or something. I don't love it to show at all. I could yeah. just leave it now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've watched three and I haven't watched more in a week. But I, I did enjoy the first couple that I watched. There is a character that I like though later on. She's cool. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know how to pronounce her name. Okay. And the way they're pronouncing it compared to what I'm seeing written down freaks me out. Okay. But she's the brash uh, orange-haired one that wears the uh, red suit. And I do like her uh, voice acting, actually, as well. She is brash and obnoxious, but it works really well for that character. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, yeah, look, that's television. Uh, Rectangular thing. You might have one in your living room. Um, If you haven't tried one, give it a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I mean, there are a lot of people now that uh, are proud about not having a television. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, to them, maybe maybe you should try it. Try it, yeah. Because well, you could watch... It's like vinyl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to get a rectangular one. If you want to be really hipster, get a square one. Yeah, get an old square get one. Get a square one. You can get watch a knob. And you can watch, like, um, old episodes of, like, Charmed and Buffy and stuff in the original ratio. Go even further back. Yeah. Watch MASH. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do watch MASH. It's very good. Yep. Yeah. Eat MASH. Mm-hmm. Make MASH. Have a MASH party. MASH-themed yeah, party. You can listen to Monster MASH. Do the Monster MASH. You can watch MASH. Eat MASH. Yeah. Yeah. You can mash your MASH with your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mash genitals together. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, we're not telling you how to run your party. No. Just do, do what you need or to. Maybe it's not that sort of party. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just staring at this Google Doc thinking what, what, uh, uh, Spider-Man yeah we're going to talk about Spooderman already Spooderman Far From Home we watched it we're going to review it yeah you were very silent in the way back I don't know what you thought of it so tell me now what did you think about it uh yeah it was fun I thought uh, I got the vibe that you were enjoying yourself sitting next to you. Yeah, I think... You had some chuckles. Yeah, look, there was... Like, I like Tom Holland. Uh, There was a few good lines. I think uh, my my problem with Spider-Man is only just that I I don't kind of click with him in the same way that I click with many of the the other superheroes. I'm not particularly invested in him or his journey. Um... But it was it was fun enough. Like I come out of a Spider Man movie mostly the same that I come out of like an an Ant Man movie. Going yeah, that was fine. I had fun, but you know I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be one of my favorites. And this the and this was 
fine. It was fun. Um, they did a good job. Obviously, they introduced some more interesting concepts towards the end, especially with those post-credit scenes. They were very good. Uh, but yeah, there were definitely some parts in this where I was just like, "Come on, let's 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 get moving." I'm not really that interested in this. Wow. Yeah, you know, when I logged it on um, Letterbox, I could see that there were people who were like, you know, three, three and a half. Yeah, this yeah. was fine. I gave it three and a half. Um, I loved it. I really fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, I had so much fun in the cinema watching this film. Uh, I thought that it was such a pure Spider-Man adventure. It, like, really felt like they're getting good at bringing a comic book to life. Like, the palette, the energy, the feel, um, Mysterio. I loved Mysterio, every aspect of Mysterio in this film. I loved what they did with him. Um, got to see some sequences that I thought were, were truly magical. And I love uh, Gyllenhaal. Like, it's such a man crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. And you realise just how fucking perfect he is in that role and how everything that role demands of him and all the aspects of that role that are demanded of him, how he's just able to commit to each one so perfectly. Like, he, they've done so well with... Um, like, they did really well with The Vulture. I think they've done really well with Mysterio mm. and sort of taking characters that we know and then putting a twist on them and, and showing them in an interesting way. And um, he's just such a fucking great actor. Mm. Like, when I think about, you know, something like Nocturnal Animals where he's just such a worm and he's so nervous and frightened and vulnerable and you just feel like anyone could beat him up and then you see him in Southpaw and he just is a bear of a man who mm. could beat anyone up um or then you see him in what was that wonder of oh, Velvet Buzzsaw where he's the art yeah. curator and um yeah, he's just always so good like he's so believable and in lesser hands I think we might have a, a bit of a different movie but he's so sincere and he always believes so much in what he's doing that uh you go along on the ride with him so i was really impressed by that um i think visually it exceeded my expectations in some points of what i would expect from a solo movie and as you said there's two credit scenes so make sure you stick around both are really worth um watching and add a, a little bit more to the story and lore mm. and um leave things open for I guess what we're going to find out on uh, the 20th of July, I think, we're going to find out what the next movies are when they... Yeah. I, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I saw a thing this morning saying that they've booked a 90-minute um, yeah. panel. And we know they've booked two slots for Marvel movies next year, and then they'll go to three movies again a year mm. from the year after that. So it'd be interesting to see what's happening. Little Easter eggs in Spider-Man to look out for. I did notice that on a construction site billboard in the background in one scene, it's got, um, we can't wait to show you what happens next, and it's got a one leading to a two, leading to a three, and then leading to a question mark. So starting to tease that phase mm. four already. And, uh, yeah, I'm assuming we'll get Black Widow and Black Panther 2 next year would be yeah, my probably. guess. Yeah, probably. What's that um, legend of... Shang-Chi. Yeah, that one they're filming yeah. the Gold Coast. I don't know when that's meant to be coming They haven't out. cast him yet, I don't think. Okay. So, oh yeah, I don't think they've cast the lead. Mm. So, um, we'll see. But we know that uh, Black Widow's cast quite a few people. Oh, and they started filming. Yeah, and um, by all accounts start filming. So, we should uh, hear something about that. So, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I really had a good time with it. I... 
It was just a. Re- it was nice to see a movie during the week as well. Opened on a Monday here, which was weird. Yeah. We saw it on the Tuesday. It's because of um because of Fourth of July apparently. No, okay. Yeah, which is. Well, at least they still gave it to us early, though. Yeah. Instead of just letting America have it first, then giving it to us on the Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was... Because we usually get the Marvel movies before America. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Usually a week or so. So, yeah. 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 I'd say I probably preferred Homecoming a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, it was a very, very successful Spider-Man movie. Um, But I'm just never going to be quite a psych for Spider-Man movies as... Some of the others, just because they don't click with me as much. Oh, yeah. So, see, yeah. I wouldn't say that. Like, for me, you know, like, I didn't love Black Panther or Ant-Man, but it's not to say that there's, you know, and they're not characters that I necessarily really love, but it's not to say that they couldn't make a movie that I love, you know? Like, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm not worried about that so much. Like, I don't have to go, well, these are my guys, and if it's not about my guys, I'm never going to love it. Oh, no. Um, like, you know, I, I go into it open. Yeah. You know? And it, it hit about where I expected it to hit, and it was fine, it was good, and it was funny, and and that's it. Mm. Yeah. Well, are there any other things that are fine and that's it that we should talk about today? Um. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I've been sick for, like, six weeks. Like, nearly everything about fine is about as good as anything is going to get at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's a popular <laughs> review for you, actually. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, go and see it, because it's fine. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was good. So, uh, that was Sp- Spider-Man. Um, and uh, we're going to have a short one, I think, today. Uh, what to watch challenge. What about uh, that, huh? Mediterranean countries. Yes, yes. After um, watching Wog Boy for my last one, it only had to be up from there. I um oh, you did you made choices for sure. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did make some choices. So Spain first up. Spain, yes. I uh, I got a bit lazy and I just went to Netflix to see what Spanish movies were on Netflix and this had bitten me in the ass previously when I tried to do that and I ended up watching some horrible trash films. I did not watch a horrible trash film this time. I found a movie called Mirage which is a um like a Netflix release. It had the little Netflix thing on the poster. And it's about... How uh, old is it? Uh, maybe two years, Yeah, I think. It's not old. Um, and it's a bit of a timey-wimey thriller sort of um, messing with time and then trying to correct everything that's been fucked up sort of movie. And uh, it was... Like, it's real. Like, it's solid. Like, it's a lot more solid than I was expecting. Um, and it sets things up and gets you invested pretty early on. And, uh, there's sort of a second quite interesting storyline that's threading through as well. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to. It's, it's a, uh, during an electrical storm, a woman, um, manages to communicate with this kid who, and warn him that something about, you know, very bad is about to happen to him. And because he doesn't have that bad thing happen to him and it changes the entire future and she kind of wakes up in this new future and everything's different and and she's trying to work out how to change it all back. And it was quite good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. I watched Wild Tales, which is one that we got the trailer for a lot at the Lunar a couple of years ago. So I've always been interested in seeing Mm. it. And it's an anthology of six short stories. It runs about two hours. All about revenge. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, people yeah. in quite tense situations. Um, but it's reviewed quite well, but I didn't really love it. Mm. Um, I just felt, especially in a kind of post-Black Mirror world, that it was just maybe a bit too small and simple. Mm. Um, I, some of the concepts felt like a little bit familiar. And I was actually taken back to thinking about Ballad of Buster Scruggs mm-hmm. and, and when I reviewed that, because I'd said at the time that my sort of immature instinct would be to try and put a little bit of a, a sting or a twist or a reason for each yeah. thing. But the Coens had kind of gone, no, we don't need to do that. Sometimes it's, you know, telling a good story is its own reward kind of thing. And this film, Wild Tales, does try to put in that little sort of tag at the end of each one. And I realized how unsatisfying that actually mm. was. And I think as well, with them being short stories, they get into the revenge and the violence pretty quickly. So you're sort of told that this person has a problem with this person, but you don't really know the people or care about the people. And I don't think it was always earned. So um, yeah, it was a bit mixed on it. Like it's well made, but I, I think really it's like a three, three and a half for me at absolute max. Mm. Um, didn't really connect as much. Uh, and then our other film was from Portugal. Yeah. This was a bit more of an interesting one. I was initially going to watch um, a movie called Taboo, which is the one that came up as, like, number one when you searched yeah, movies from Portugal. Yeah, I that, too. <laughs> um, it's three hours. Is it? No. Something else I was looking at was three hours. Okay. I, I started to watch a little bit of it um, last night, but then this morning when I sat down to watch what I was going to watch, I switched to a movie called uh, Letters from War, which I actually had to double-check and see that it wasn't the same director because they looked... Like, they looked exactly the same. Racist. No, not the people. The movies. Like, they're both black and white. And, like, and I don't know if it was just I was watching a bad version of it or something, but it was really, like, muddy black and white. A lot of stuff that was happening, like, at night wasn't really clear what was going on, and it was not a super satisfying watch. So it's, it's it's based on a book... Um, of uh, a soldier in the 70s who's fighting in, like, Angola or somewhere like that, uh, writing letters home to his wife. And it doesn't really have a particular narrative. It's really just a mood piece of this, you know, this soldier's day-to-day life during this conflict. And you don't, like, nothing really particularly bad happens he's a doctor he just goes around and you know gives vaccines to people and tablets and whatever and and i sort of got to the end of i picked it because it was short and it felt like it went for four and a half hours um i i was not in the mood for a mood piece particularly um and so it didn't really didn't really click with me and i think on letterbox it's either like people give this one star or five stars kind of thing so yeah, interesting. Now I'm kind of interested to see uh, watch Taboo as well to see how similar they are because literally I watched the first five minutes of both and they just looked very similar in t- terms of the way they were shot. So, hmm. And maybe in Portugal they just have one camera. Yeah, well, they, I, they mine just, was colour. It was yeah. the ornithologist. And it's a weird, slow mood piece magical realism surreal stream of consciousness adventure where the guy that in modern times who is watching birds because he's an ornithologist Mm -hmm. and then gets caught in some rapids and uh 
meets two Chinese ladies and they tie him up and then he goes on this adventure, which I, I say adventure, it's more a series of like episodic meetings and stuff, mm. uh, which are supposed to mirror the lives of a saint that I don't know, the saint of lost things. Uh-huh. And uh, it's very slow. He almost walks around in lost time, in like real time. Yeah. And um, I found it completely unwatchable. Mm. Uh, it's been reviewed all right. It's a kind of um, a bit of a homoerotic uh, adventure as mm-hmm. well. In some ways, it reminded me of the kind of filmmaking that, say, a Lars von Trier or um, who's the other one? You know, the, that sort of thing, but at the same... T- or even like a Terence Malick or something. But mm. it didn't even look good. Mm. Like, if it had been really stunning to look at and really, like, took you on this kind of fever dream of a journey, mm. then I could handle the slowness and the kind of directionless of it, but it, it just wasn't. It looked like it was shot on a mid-range digital camera from mm. JB Hi-Fi, and, mm. it, you know, the, there weren't memorable shots. It, yeah. it was a bit of a... Um, limp ending so yeah, yeah I, I, like mine was from like yeah 2016 and you would have thought it had been made 40 years ago like yeah. it just looked shit it's not looking good for you portugal yeah so yeah we we did that but i uh, didn't love it yeah. and um our next theme for the what to watch challenge is music yeah musicians in films isn't yeah, it yeah 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 so i know that next week is david bowie i'm gonna do the hunger I am doing The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah. I can't remember who's the next week. I think I'm watching Hairspray. So I can't remember who it is. John Travolta. Maybe. Don't know. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch up with that when it's time. Mm. I was watching... This is completely unrelated, but when you said John Travolta, it reminded me... Um, I had the TV on in the background yesterday, and they had... Um, have you ever seen the show King of Queens? I know of it. Yeah, it's shit. But it was just on in the background. And they were talking about, um, you know, and this is a TV show from, like, 15-ish years ago. And they're talking about who their celebrity, like, hall pass would be. And the wife goes, oh, well, you can't go wrong with Mel Gibson. And I went, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> like, of all the people you could have picked... That aged very, very poorly. Well, it's just like, like the we, King of Queens. We go to the cinema and in a loo there. Oh, and they have on the, and the, they've got all the Walk of Fame the on walk the floor. Of fame. They've got Mel Gibson. They've got Sean Connery. Mm, like Tom Cruise. Lots and... of problematic people. Yeah. And the women are like, um, not problematic, but just to get a sense of the age of this thing. It's mm. like Demi Moore, mm. Sharon Stone. Yeah. It's funny as well, like, when you look through it, there's not many people there out of all these big names of the 90s that, yeah, have Mm. have continued to be headliners for movies. Tom Hanks is there and Brad Pitt are there. They've both Mm. done uh, reasonably well. I can't think the last Brad Pitt film I saw, though. But, uh, well, I guess we'll be seeing uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood later this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... What a time. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And, yeah. and, um, and it's not like they haven't had the opportunity to just redo that floor. 
They should redo that They need floor. to redo the floor. But even then, I don't know who you would put in. There's no one that's going to no, be There's no big megastars anymore. Because all the people now, it's more about characters, isn't it? Yeah. It's you just going to be all the people in Marvel movies and shit. Yeah, like Chris Evans is big as Captain America, but yeah. he's not going to... Not many people go, Chris Evans, because of this film, this film, this film, this film, this mm. film. That's just like, oh, they're Avengers fans. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, because of Gifted. I liked Gifted. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that little girl was so smart. What a fucking legend. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Or maybe they just just redo the floor and have nothing on there. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of having fucking Mel Gibson on your walk of fame. And I'm I'm just (laughs) chilled every time I see anything with Michael Jackson. I'm like, just fucking take that off. Like, there's a some dance school or something that I Mm. walked past which has a Michael Jackson silhouette on it. And there was that guy at Supernova who was doing a Michael Jackson dance. I mean, that was cringe anyway. Oh, he was good, but it's like, you know, man, he licks boys' bums. Like, (laughs) you don't want to associate with that. And I don't want to be reminded of it. Like, fucking get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And same mm-hmm. with, um, like, you know, I was looking at, uh, I can't remember how I ended up there, but Madame Tussauds in Sydney. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, fucking, they got a Michael Jackson there. It's like, mm. burn that down. Yeah. Melt that. I don't need that. We got enough people out there that we don't need, like, the problematic people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, like, there's still people that assume that he's been set up and framed and, and stuff like that. So well, I, I saw an article that, yeah, three fan groups or something were going to sue mm. the documentary for one euro or whatever, but just, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so maybe, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine there would be any significant backlash at all if they were just to take away, you know, any Michael Jackson stuff like Madame Tussauds or advertisement things just to say, hey, look, we... There's some issues here, whether we think that it's true or not. There are still some issues, and we want to distance ourselves from that. So, But I'm sure people who are fans of him would think that that's taking a stance and saying he's guilty. Well, he licks boys' bums. Let's well, not yeah, look. Him. Yes, look, I, I have no doubt that he's done fucked up stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He fucks kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, did. Not anymore. Yeah, no. What a shame. I'm I'm fairly sure there would be movies like that out there. You know what trailer we forgot to talk about? What? Charlie's Angels. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, well, that was that played before Spider Man, which was a surprise because it had only just been released. Like yeah, it doesn't not happen very long often, before. does it? Yeah. The trailer games usually a bit behind in the actual cinema. Yeah. Uh... I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm not impressed by the trailer. Um, I don't think it's got something up its sleeve that the trailer's not giving us. Yeah, probably not. I really I don't. mean, like, I like Elizabeth Banks, but really, like, Elizabeth Banks brings us, like, what, Pitch Perfect and, and shit like that. So, I'm assuming a Pitch Perfect version of, yeah. of Charlie's Angels, which is not, like, the worst thing in the world, but it's, you know, in this day and age, they think they're being interesting and progressive by casting Kirsten Stewart and having her have short hair. It's like, okay, you can probably do more than that, though. Yeah, and I really like her, and I like her as a performer, but um, there's nothing particularly appealing about this. I guess it's a a sort of um, 
female, like a, a sort of stereotypically straightforward looking female adventure fantasy in the same way that like Hobbs and Shaw yeah. is a kind of retroactive male one. Mm. But I just wish there was, even though I know, okay, obviously it's Charlie's Angels, it's based on a 70s property. I just think like whatever you're doing now, it needs to feel contemporary. Mm. Like you need to feel that even if the premise is throwback, like give me some dialogue or some interaction or yeah. something that just makes me feel like they're real people mm. in the world. And it's not like you can't do it. I mean, 21 Jump Street's a perfect example of how you can take an old property and yeah. make it feel fresh. It's a bit like... T- yeah, I am getting like tired of seeing those missed opportunities where... Because I, I don't think there are any bad ideas. Like, I, I'm so, I just think there's bad execution. I'm not someone that'll say, oh, you shouldn't do this or, or whatever. Like, it's like Men in Black, you know, that that was a, you had a good cast, you're mm. going, okay, we're going to bring it back, sure. But make it feel contemporary, don't make me feel like I'm watching a movie from the, the 90s in mm. terms of the characters and the dialogue and the, the story. Like, mm. um, there are enough smart people out there in the world. That's why it really heartens me to hear that Daniel Craig, for example, asked um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge to polish the Bond script. Because you go, you know, you see it in TV a lot. There's some really sharp writing in TV that doesn't exist mm. in movies. And I understand, I guess it's maybe I'm being like naive there as well, because all the movies that I think have really sharp writing don't particularly do well box office wise. I understand that when you're looking at that many millions, you have to play pretty broad. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, Toy Story 4 has done better than Men in Black and, and that script sharper. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's a happy medium. That's still a, a script that plays broad, yeah. but is a little more contemporary, a little more sharp. Mm. I think, I mean, Toy Story obviously has the uh, head start of being Disney and a fourth sequel, that it was always probably going to make more money, even if it was... I mean, the trailer didn't look great, and even if it was as broad as the trailer suggests, that it would have still made heaps of money. Yeah. Because it's interesting, like, did you see that whole, this is us just having time on our hands and, yeah. and, and talking stuff. Did you see that whole thing about Mouse Guard? Yeah. Which is the animated movie based on the uh, long-running indie, indie comic series. Yeah. And um, they showed nine minutes of footage, uh, which was test animation. Yeah. There was that very sad pan around the production officers showing um, maquettes and artwork that just filled yeah. like about three huge rooms to see how much um, work they'd done on this film. And it was uh, being developed by Fox, I believe, and now that Disney's mm. bought that out, they're not going to go forward mm. with it. And um, the reason being that it was too big a risk. And you just think, wow, like the idea that is this, I don't know, what is it? Is it too niche? Is it too cerebral? Is it too, mm. you know, it's not jokes and big broad characters mm. it's, and dancing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, it's got to be pretty tough. Hmm. You would have thought that, I mean, I don't know, but I would have thought there's something like that or, you know, like Mouse Guard, Red Wall, that kind of thing. If they wanted to launch a... Uh, like a more like Lord of the Rings esque cinematic universe, mm. like Matt, like re- the Redwall universe. Like there's so much, like so many characters and going mm. on there that you know. But they just don't, obviously don't want to invest in that. But 
I think that it could be something quite quite magical. But obviously they've got you know they've got the hands full with their Marvel universes yeah. and, and, and all of that. It's sort of risk. Stuff. It's risk, and I think anything too cerebral or too. I mean, I I wouldn't like to be in that position of that kind of decision making at the moment because I I think. Like, I think I would be bad in that kind of job in the sense that what my tastes are and what I like, it mm. doesn't reflect what mm. public likes. Like, I'm, I'm always either horrified that people are wanting a Trolls 2 yeah. or horrified that people don't like something that I think, you know, why aren't we excited about this? Mm. And, um, you know, like Solo was quite crushing for me in that respect because it, you bring together... Um, you know, the original writers and things and put it all together and, and people just aren't even excited anymore. And, you know, then we lost the um, James Mangold, Boba Fett movie and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, wow, we just... And I imagine for some of those old school people working in these places, that must be a bit of a shock as well. It's yeah. funny, I heard a kid the other day at school talking about Solo and he was like, came out and I really hated it. And then I watched it again the other day. It's a really good movie. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but... We had our chance. So, yeah, it's, it's a strange time. There is a definite um, dumbing down and flattening out of everything, I think. Yeah, and I think it's only going to... I mean, the landscape's changing so much now with Netflix being such a big player mm. that the stuff that's getting made for the big screen is... Yeah, is changing. Like, it is having to be broad and crowd-pleasing, and if people are going to spend... 20 bucks every three months to go and see a movie it's got to be that one big thing and people are just spending their money on marvel and star wars now yeah well yeah so mainly marvel yeah i don't know interesting it hmm there's just so much i guess um yeah i mean there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies that come out every year and there may be something that you know is very funny like we could have recommended long shot to a million people but they're gonna go and see captain marvel around that time instead mm. you know so it's just about you know people and their availabilities and willing to check things out and, and, and most people are going to wait for netflix now because it will come up on netflix eventually and you know that something like long shot which i do think was quite contemporary and, and yeah. sharp um because of the fact that it's about a woman president mm. And the way, like, America is at the moment, mm. it's going to be a divisive movie mm. automatically, mm. which is, um, like, you know it's never going to be huge. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, what, what's next for us? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, speaking of divisive, the other bit of news this week we didn't talk about is the casting of Ariel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually, the um, the girl, I can't remember her surname, it's Hallie something. Um, she's in a TV show called Grownish that I watch, and she's great. Like, mm. she has such sparkle on the screen mm. um, that I'm thrilled for her to be cast in this. Very excited. And I know I shouldn't be surprised by the reaction, but I am still a, a little bit that it's kind of still, people are still wanting to debate it you know like on that first day but it's gone the other way because i was suzanne was telling me about the whole because i'm not on twitter or anything like i yeah. really don't care what people think yeah. but um when they said melissa mccarthy was most likely for ursula yeah there was a lot of um outcry the other way yeah. saying you know this is an op- great opportunity for a, a black actress yeah i don't but, know i don't know if melissa mccarthy's been officially cast has she not officially no 
um, you know, this is a great opportunity and, and they've missed the boat here. Yeah. But then they made the hero of the story yeah. um, a black actress. Yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't, I don't know. Um, it, but, it, like, I expected the first day or two that people were like, this isn't my Ariel and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, even like a week later or whatever, there's still people in the when people put up like maybe fan art or whatever and they're like oh I'm really excited to see this and people will be like oh but you know for this reason it's it's crazy that they're and it's like no it's like it's fucking fine she's a fucking mermaid she can be anything again there's no bad ideas just bad execution Hmm. like you you gotta remember with all casting stuff they've seen something we haven't they've done the auditions they've thought about all the different Mm -hmm. things and they've decided that this suits their vision. Yeah. So, yeah, just fucking chill out, wait till it's there, and if you don't like it, your life's not over. Yeah. I didn't like Dumbo, yeah. I'm st- but I survived. Live to tell about it. I um, I hadn't been, like, super psyched for, for Lion King, but I've seen a couple of clips recently that have made me go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm more interested in it than I was. I was going to see it anyway. But... I just trust Favs. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think Favreau's going to spend that time on a film and not have fun doing it. Yeah. Like, I, I think he always finds a way to have fun. Mm. Um, I, I think it's a really hard one to judge because you look at all the posters and everything, it's just a bunch of fucking lions. It's just, oh, okay, it's a picture of a, a warthog and yeah. it says Seth Rogen underneath. Mm. Well, so well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just got to go see it. Yeah. Um, oh, just speaking of, because you made me think about Ariel, yeah. which made me think about red hair, <sighs> and how I like uh, you know everyone likes a, a, a interesting redhead. Mm-hmm. I watched Rocket Man, oh, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but um, I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was one hot mother. Oh, okay. she was amazing. Yeah, I assumed that you would. She looks so that. good. Yeah. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. I've been watching Arrested Development, and in that one of those last seasons, Ron Howard's in it. And Isla Fisher's playing his illegitimate daughter. But there is a okay. point where they go to a barbecue at the Howard's house and Bryce yeah. is there. And yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, right. She's cool. Yeah. I'm a fan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Being a fan about things and liking things and popping that pop culture. Yahoo! Wow. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't know what we're watching next time yeah. because we've just run out of all those that big run of uh, big summer uh, movies. So yeah. uh, I think Lion King's really next big one. I don't know what will be the, there. That's the, at the end of the month. Yeah. Now, I don't know when we'll be back next because in two weeks' time I will mm. be spending a weekend down south doing a Dungeons mm. & Drongos mm-hmm. uh, little toury exhibition-y thing yeah. playing okay. D&D with folks so uh, keep on the Facebook discussion page and we'll let you know what's happening and when we're up next um, and speaking of Dungeons and Drongos uh, there won't be a new episode tomorrow I apologise for that but uh, we weren't uh, not all of us were feeling great um, I'm on holiday we were going to have to take a week off at some point anyway because of uh, this little excursion we're doing so we're doing it this week so yeah but otherwise, go to fruitlesspursuits.com, find out everything uh, that we're doing or not doing, and links to our Facebook discussion group and all that uh, jazz slash jizz. <laughs> jazz and jizz? Yeah. Yeah, right. Nice improvised that. Yeah, okay. Jizz. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty safe fallback, isn't it? Look, I, 
I think, you know, in certain companies, you should, it's politer to improvise jazz. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's good to be strong and sticky. Uh, tickety-tonk. Oh, I love that bit. 